Whether you're the casual hockey observer or the epitome of a rabid Hawks fan, Blackhawks Live answers all your questions. It's just been a good sign this year that they all seem to be having fun getting along and working hard. I love those three things together. Joe Brand delivers the news, notes, and everyday gossip from the Madhouse on Madison. Here's Joe Brand. Well, this was supposed to be a week with not much going on. It is the All-Star break. It's the bye week. Just one All-Star for the Blackhawks this year. It's Seth Jones heading down to Florida for his fifth All-Star game selection of his career. But then some pretty big, shocking news throughout not just the Chicago Blackhawks organization, but just hockey in general. It's Bobby Hull passed away earlier today at the age of 84. A Hockey Hall of Famer, the Blackhawks' all-time leading goal scorer, the Golden Jet, a former Blackhawks ambassador, but obviously a person with a pretty troubled past. And we're going to do our best on tonight's show to make sure we reflect on Bobby Hull as the entire person, not just the hockey star, because I think it is important to reflect on all of that and not just one because one doesn't cancel out the other. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live. You're listening to 720 WGN. Jack Heinrich is our producer. It's an interesting and complicated day, but I don't want to use the word complicated lightly. Bobby Hull, a very polarizing lifestyle and life, right? A lot of Blackhawks fans in this city are Blackhawks fans because of Bobby Hull, or at least because of the era that Bobby Hull played in. When new management took over the Blackhawks in the late 2000s, and by that I mean before the 2010s decades, uh, Rocky Wirtz, who had taken over the business and taken over the team after the passing of his dad, Bill Wirtz, made it a point to reignite the relationship with Bobby Hull, to bring in him and Stan Makita and Tony Esposito as Blackhawks ambassadors, to revive the past that had captivated so many sports fans in Chicago and turned them into Blackhawks fans. And they won this 1961 Stanley Cup. I believe that was their first Stanley Cup in 23 years, so there was even a drought at that point. And again, just a big reason why there are so many Blackhawks fans of that generation. And I know that there's a vast majority of those fans that want to remember Bobby Hull as the Golden Jet, as the guy that, and this is a pretty cool story, and he references this in an interview that actually we had with him on WGN Radio, not me, it was David Kaplan, but we'll play that later on in the show, but he talks about picking up the puck, and you actually might have just heard Chris Bowden talk about it in Steve Ruxton's newscast. Picking up the puck skating down the ice, and by the moment he picked up the puck, he heard the fans a little bit. And as he gained more speed and he gained more traction over the ice, he started to hear those fans a little bit more. And there was a giant roar from the crowd just building and building. And by the time he shot the puck and scored, they were out of their seats and cheering in jubilation. We were just in Edmonton, and that's what was going on with Connor McDavid. And I had pointed out on the broadcast with Troy Murray how cool that was to just hear the elevation of the crowd with Connor McDavid skating from one end of the ice to the other end of the ice. And that's just fans that 100% know what's going on, are 100% invested, and have a reason to. And that's the kind of effect that Bobby Hull had on the ice. That's the type of player he was. It's almost like tall tales with him 
how booming his shot was. I think his brother Dennis said he could shoot it into a car wash and the puck wouldn't even get wet. Apparently they were both very competitive and Dennis Hull had given Bobby Hull the accuracy accolade of his slap shot. But Dennis Hull, the silver jet, claimed that his was harder. Clearly Bobby Hull had a rough stretch with multiple wives, domestic abuse, allegations. He pleaded guilty to assaulting an officer who was trying to intervene in one of those allegations or one of those circumstances where Bobby Hall was abusing one of his wives. That is all part of this story. That is part of Bobby Hall's life. There's egregious comments that he allegedly made to a newspaper about kind of sympathizing what Adolf Hitler did. Very extreme. Very raw. He later on would sue that newspaper. And the report I have here is the Post adds that Bobby reportedly sued the Moscow Times and the Toronto Sun, which he had re- which had reprinted the interview with his attorney saying that the suits were resolved outside of court. So clearly there is all of that. Clearly Bobby Hull's career and legacy has to include who he was as a person. And unfortunately it wasn't great. And unfortunately, that is part of the conversation as we reflect on his life and his time on this earth for 84 years. It's also worth noting that one of his daughters went on to become a licensed attorney helping women who have been battered in the past. And that is a result of her witnessing how her father treated her mother. There, there is a silver lining story in that case. Uh, Brett Hull, Bobby's son, went on for a fantastic hockey career as well. There are two Hall of Fame hockey players that happen to be father and son. That doesn't happen often. And they even called Brett Hull the Golden Brett after his father of the Golden Jet, Bobby Hull. It's complicated, it's detailed, it's layered, but I think it's important to bring up the past even if it is ugly, because it is part of Bobby Hull's history. Yes, he was a fantastic hockey player, and we're going to get into all those numbers, and we're going to reflect on his legacy with the Chicago Blackhawks, because it was a great one on the ice. But there is a reason why the Blackhawks have parted ways with him, and in some ways, more than once. The first time was more so hockey and monetary values, and the second one, maybe to turn the page and, and maybe to move on. But again, it was it was Rocky Wirtz taking over the business, taking over the team from his dad and wanting to rekindle the relationship between the Blackhawks and Bobby Hull to rekindle that fan base, to wake up what that previous regime called a sleeping giant. The Blackhawks eventually became on their dynasty run of winning three Stanley Cups in six years. So again, for the next hour, we're going to reflect on Bobby Hull's career on the ice with the Chicago Blackhawks, but we're not going to ignore his past as well as a person. We're going to hear from Bobby Hull in an interview he had with David Kaplan here at WGN Radio. We're going to hear from him through the NHL Alumni Association, and we've got a few other things to talk about as well. As for the Blackhawks, they're off until next Tuesday. They're enjoying the All-Star break. It is the bye week. There has been a trade in the NHL as well. We'll get to that. 
and more of Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. I'm Joe Brand. Our producer is Jack Heinrich. Hawks are off for the All-Star break, but the biggest news of the day, Bobby Hull passing away at the age of 84 earlier today. We're talking about the Golden Jet, both on and off the ice. I think I made myself pretty clear of everything I wanted to express in the earlier segment. We are going to be recognizing Bobby Hull's career on the ice, though, and I mentioned earlier the phrase of a booming slap shot, something I talked with John Williams earlier with today. In an era where... Not many people loaded up and could shoot that hard. And I, I, I said what his brother said of, of the car wash thing, but he was kind of the first person to deceive a goaltender, loading up for that slap shot and then ended up going for a, a nifty puck-handling skill-like move because his slap shot was so intimidating, you could get the goalie all riled up for you know, psyching themselves up to stop something like that, and then it turns out to be just a nice little fancy move over to the right side. He won the Hart Trophy two times, 1965 and 1966. He won the MVP trophy, I think it was the Gordie Howe trophy of the WHA, another big part of his career. That's when he left the Blackhawks, joining the new league that wasn't part of the NHL. That was kind of them reeling him in, uh, I should say, the million-dollar signing bonus was them reeling them him in. And what I learned today was that that was the league's doing. The The league pitched in all that money to bring in Bobby Hull to join the Winnipeg Jets. I was also getting a lot of text after my hit with Lisa about people claiming that they named the Winnipeg Jets after Bobby Hull. And I don't think that's right because, I mean, just a little quick Google search, it wasn't so much that he was... The first Winnipeg Jet, he was the most famous Winnipeg Jet, but he wasn't the first guy that the team signed. Because the first guy that the team signed originally, or rather became the original Jet. So I I don't think, I mean, maybe they had an inkling he was going to be signed, but I I don't think it was a Winnipeg franchise. They signed Bobby Hall, and then they said, oh, let's call him the Winnipeg Jets. And also worth noting that... That Winnipeg Jets team, and I'm, I'm like 99% sure I'm right on this. So that Winnipeg Jets team was of the WHA. The NHL then absorbed them out of four teams from that league. But that is not the Winnipeg Jets of now. That is now the Arizona Coyotes. I'm about 90% sure there. The new Winnipeg Jets are the old Atlanta Thrashers. Those are two different franchises. But again, I digress. I don't believe that they named the team after Bobby Hull. Anyway, more of some of his numbers. He led the NHL the NHL in goals scored seven times. He was the first player to score 50 goals in a season. He did it five times. He's 55th on the NHL's all-time scoring list. 610 goals, 604 of them with the Blackhawks. 560 assists. But he's the Blackhawks' all-time leading goal scorer. With 604. Number two is Stan Makita, 541. Number three, Patrick Kane, 439. So Patrick Kane is still a bit a ways from Bobby Hull. I mean, he's still over 100 away from Stan Makita. Not so much that Patrick Kane can't do it. I think he can if he has the years. I think. But it's going to take a lot. And I think the most. 
the most uncertain thing right now is is where is Patrick Kane going to be at the end of this year or, or by next season. On that front, really hasn't been too much more progress. Um, some of the other reports from around the beat, uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves still feeling it out, still haven't had that conversation with Kyle Davidson, still aren't leaning towards one way or the other, or or if they are, they're not at least they're at least not disclosing that. Uh, Patrick Kane reported with The Athletic that he's not using this time to try and make a decision one way or another. And it's, it's tough to read both of them. It really is. You know, even being at practices and morning skates and games, it's, it's difficult to tell which way you think they might go because I don't know if they, don't, if they even know. And that's a difficult decision, and I, I'm, I don't envy them in that decision. Anyway, Patrick Kane, 439 goals. As a Blackhawk, Stan Makita 541, Bobby Hull 604. So if that record stays for man, the next 20 years, wouldn't be surprised. Maybe even more. Third most points in Blackhawks history, 1,153. Number one, Stan Makita, 1,400. Patrick Kane has passed Bobby Hull in terms of points overall, 1,214. Another thing I didn't know, Stan Makita and Bobby Hull were the first players to really popularize, I don't know if they invented it, but popularize the curved end of the stick, of their hockey sticks, to create even more deception when shooting goals, create even more deception of throwing it on net. Kind of reminds me of, you know, everyone thinks that Hawk Harrelson invented the batting glove because he started using a golf glove in baseball, but he just started doing that. I don't think he invented it. He just kind of popularized it. And then other people were thinking, okay, yeah, we can do that. But yeah, going back to him moving over to Winnipeg, signed with the Winnipeg Jets of the WHA for nineteen, rather for $1 million in 1972. And again, the league helped funding that signing bonus to promote the league. And then later on, the NHL would absorb it. Uh, just want to get to the text line. Uh, somebody's saying tomorrow is the day to tell the whole story of Bobby Hull, not today. And that's, and this is coming from the texture. I'm not even a Bobby Hull fan. Respect for the passing, then the other discussions are okay tomorrow. I disagree only because today is the day where we reflect on Bobby Hull's life. And reflection entails what happened in his entire life, not just on the ice. It's It, it was his actions is what leads to reports and what leads to the history of what had happened. And and it's this isn't a situation where, well, he was not the best guy, but he was a great hockey player. Just like you can't say, well, he was a good hockey player, but he was a horrible person. These things have all happened. The the stats are numbers. That's what they are. That's what we're saying. That's what what we're reflecting on. And the actions, they happened. That's what we're saying. That's what we're reflecting on. We're, we're just giving it all on on today, the day that he passed. And this is a tough subject, and this is a tough story, and this is a tough situation overall. I think the Blackhawks handled it well. They recognized one of their best players in franchise history. I I liked how Rocky Wirtz said something separately and a little bit more personal because, again, he's a big reason why he was brought back to the fan base. And I I said this on Lisa Den's show earlier today, too. This isn't all just to bash what Bobby Hall did wrong in his life. I don't know how many texts and tweets I've been seeing about people 
shaking his hand after a game and nothing but a big smile and brought nothing but joy to them in that moment. But lifetimes are long, and people are very detailed and layered people, and things happen. There, there is a lot of people that got only joy and only good from Bobby Hull. And again, it's such a big part of this Blackhawks fan base. And that is because what he did on the ice and how, how great of a hockey player and how electric of a hockey player that he was. And th- th- that's a huge reason why many of you are still Blackhawks fans and still passionate Blackhawks fans. And th- the next group of those Blackhawks fans came to be because of Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith. And that is their era that they'll remember. The Bobby Hull, Stan Makita, Tony Esposito era. That's your era. No one's taking it away. We're just explaining everything that has gone on. Steve Ruxton is in news. We're going to hear more from and about Bobby Hall when we come back. You're listening to Blackhawks Live, 720 WGN. Blackhawks Live rolls on here on 720 WGN. And we're giving away pizzas. Yeah, that's right. Our buddies over at Lots of Matza Pizza and Brew Pub Pizza. It is time for Who's Bringing the Cheese, and it's us. It's me, Joe Brand. It's our producer, Jack Heinrich. We're giving the cheese to you. If you can answer this question for us, as again, we are reflecting on the life of Bobby Hull that ended today at 84 years old. The Golden Jet passed away earlier in his home. But uh, Bobby Hull is just, or rather was, one of three Chicago Blackhawks that are still around from the 1961 Stanley Cup. So there are two remaining players of the 1961 1961 Stanley Cup team. Can you name them? 312-981-7200. The last two players of the 1961 Stanley Cup team who are still here with us. Can you name them? 312-981-7200. We mentioned earlier, we dug into our WG and archives and we pulled out an old interview between David Kaplan and Bobby Hull. Let's get to it. Tell me something that people would be surprised to know about Bobby Hall. I've sat down with a lot of legends to do this. and Denny Savard said, wow, uh, probably that I was living my life in fear. Fear that I wouldn't score. Fear that I'd get cut. <laughs> Why did you say that? Because I was going to say the same thing. Brett Hall says the same thing. He's afraid. He was afraid when he played. Uh, when he woke up, he wasn't going to be able to score another goal. And I used to think during my career uh, that I had the big C and they were just allowing me to score goals. The return to the Blackhawks family after a 30-plus year estrangement was one of the most visible moves that Blackhawks president John McDonough made shortly after he was hired. While Hull's return was emotional and rekindled the passion in tens of thousands of fans who remembered the good old days of Blackhawks hockey... That healing process was far from easy. Never, ever thought in my wildest imagination that I would ever be a Chicago Blackhawk again or in the organization. I figured after 19 and 72 that I had burnt at any bridge that there was to come back to Chicago in the Chicago Blackhawk Fool. But when Rocky Wirtz took over, Rocky Wirtz did more in one minute than his father did 
in his lifetime for hockey in Chicago and the hockey fans. I was reading a story where you got skates at age four. Didn't know how to skate at all. <laughs> you put them on, and by the end of the day, the people who, I think it was your one of your sisters maybe had given you skates, they couldn't keep up with you. You're flying around the ice. So you were obviously born to be a hockey player. It didn't take me long to realize that the only thing I wanted to be was a professional hockey player. I dreamed about it. I ate it and slept hockey. Bobby Hall tipped in the shot by McMahon. His 51st goal of the year, tying Andy Bathgate's record of scoring in 10 consecutive games. He's getting handshakes now from every Tell me your thoughts. We just heard... <laughs> now, you're a little emotional. Oh, well, I'm emotional because, uh, first of all, I didn't know I had scored in 10 consecutive games. Emotional because it brings back memories of the prime of my life. The greatest 15 years of my life uh, playing here in Chicago from 57 to 72. They were without doubt the the greatest years of my life and uh, uh, there was nothing like the 15 years that I spent playing in front of the the, the great Chicago fans in the old Chicago stadiums. Greatest fear of action of any rink that I ever played in, in front of the greatest people in all the world. And uh, they were so appreciative uh, when I did uh, score goals and when I scored milestone goals, they let me know it as, as they did with that uh, applause. Yep. Uh, isn't that nice? So again, that's Bobby Hull with David Kaplan a few years back here on 720 WGN. Uh, Still haven't gotten a correct answer for our trivia question. With Bobby Hull's passing, there are only two players from the Blackhawks' 1961 Stanley Cup team still around and still living today. If you can name them, 312-981-7200, you will win a lots of matzo pizza from our friends over at Brew Pub Pizza. Again, the last two players still alive for the 1961 Stanley Cup team. And unfortunately, I mean, uh, that team is, or rather, uh, a handful of Blackhawks legends have been leaving us now over the past just couple of years with uh, Stan Makita and Tony Esposito and, and now Bobby Hull. Uh, getting this from the... Text line at 815, Doug from the 815. Bobby Hull was well known for staying late after home games, signing autographs outside the stadium. His brother Dennis told him his autograph wouldn't be worth anything because everyone had one. I've heard a lot of stories like that. Uh, It seemed like Bobby Hull was kind of there for all the fans. Uh, after the game, before the game, whatnot. Even sometimes during the game, I heard a story on uh, the NHL uh, Sirius station not too long ago that... Uh, A few beer hockey guys were, they just played a game and uh, they were playing in their beer league and they decided to stick around in the stadium so that they could try and sneak into the game. And Bobby Hull happened to be there and just as a security guard was coming over to maybe figure out who they were, Bobby Hull started up a conversation with them and then he's like, oh, okay, they're they're fine. They're talking to Bobby. So then they ended up getting to stay uh, at the old Chicago Stadium and, and taking a game. This coming from the 6-3-U, 6-3-0. Uh, Maurice Richard was the first 50-goal scorer to do it. He did it in 50 games. Yeah, that's right. I apologize. I had that stat wrong somewhat. I said that Bobby Hull was the first 50-goal scorer. Apparently, he's the first player to score more than 50 goals in a season. He scored 50 goals in 1961-62, and then he scored 54 goals in the 1965-1966 season. But yes, 
uh, Maurice Richard scoring 50 goals in the 1944-1945 season. Uh, getting more texts about why are we talking about the downside of Bobby Hull's life so much on today, the day he passed. I kind of referenced this earlier. I, I don't think the timing should matter. I don't think we need to reserve a day for the good things. And then the next day, by the way, I don't have a show tomorrow. That's kind of why I'm just knocking out everything right now, but not not really. I mean, I think it's important to reflect on the person in its entirety, especially when the background of Bobby Hull has some things that are somewhat jarring and and I think need to be expressed. And I, I do want to get a little bit more on that in a little bit. Uh, but we got Rich on the phone who says he's got the correct answer to our question. Again, it was there are two remaining players from the 1961 Stanley Cup team. Rich, who are they? Glenn Hall and Bill Hayes. You got it. Congratulations, Rich. Were you around for that Stanley Cup team? No, I wasn't even born then. No, oh, congratulations even more. How would you happen to know that? Just that big of a Hawks fan? Uh, yeah, I'm a big Hawks fan. I, I've seen, you know, old highlights and stuff like that. And, yeah. Very cool. All right, well, now the biggest and most important question. How do you like your pizza? Uh, thin crust. Thin crust. What on the top? Uh, cheese and sausage. Okay, and then how do you cook it? Do you like it well done? Do you like the cheese a little gooey? How do you like it? Uh, yeah, a little well done, yeah. All right, Rich, Rich, you're okay in my book. Hey, congratulations. Thanks for listening. Uh, you're going to go home with lots and lots of pizza from our friends from Brew Pub. Thanks again. Okay, thank you very much. All right, that is Rich. You got the trivia question right. Again, lots and lots of uh, who's bringing the cheese? Brought to you by Brew Pub Pizza. You can check my uh, Instagram at Joe underscore WGN. Uh, just talk about how I, I like my pizzas well done. That's a whole other story in itself. Uh, we do have more sound from Bobby Hall, and this comes from the NHL Alumni Association. Can't remember thinking or dreaming about anything except being a professional hockey player. Bobby Hull's dream came true in 1957 with the opportunity to play with the Chicago Blackhawks. I'd never really been out of Ontario when I'm 18 years old, and, and here I am in the big city of Chicago. As I sat there getting dressed, uh, the butterflies did come up, and I wondered just exactly why I was there and uh, if I was going to be good enough to play in this league. One year passed, and then another year passed. Here's the pass to Hall. Hall shoots it. The third year, I won the scoring championship, and I said, maybe I'm here to stay for a while. Duff loses possession. Hall shoots it. The Golden Jet helped lead the Blackhawks to the Stanley Cup Championship in 1961, their first cup in 23 years. But he was best known for his prolific goal scoring. When I'd come around that net with the puck, I could feel them getting out of their seats. And by the time I got to center ice, they were all out of their seats. And then by the time the puck was either at the net or in the net, they were all standing and howling. Redmond breaks through Chicago Stadium. I said, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to entertain those people. The charismatic Hall was a fan favorite. He won the Hart Trophy twice, led the NHL in goals seven times, and in 1965-66, he became the first player to score more than 50 goals in a season. Alan Bobby Hall from his own blue line. The Golden Jet driving at center, in on the Ranger defense. Getting sad, he may pass or shoot, he drives one. It was a tremendous ovation that the Chicago fans gave me. 
and they went on and on for maybe 15 minutes and I was looking for a crack in the ice to, to hide. If you saw that one, you saw hockey history in the making. Bobby was an exciting guy. He was an unbelievable talent. Bobby Hall uh, had great power, great speed, strong. He was a tremendous, tremendous athlete. Fast, hard shot. I still think that he has the best shot ever in hockey. Bobby Hall left the NHL in 1972 to sign with the Winnipeg Jets of the World Hockey Association. He returned to the NHL in 1979 when the WHA folded, and the Jets and three other franchises joined the league. That season, he was traded to the Hartford Whalers. He retired in 1980 with more than 600 goals in his 16-season NHL career. It was a time in my life that I knew would never come again. I was playing the game that I loved, in the city that I loved, in front of the greatest fans that ever watched hockey, with some of the greatest players that ever played the game. And we did have fun. So again, that's more of Bobby Hall. That comes from the NHL Alumni Association. Clearly, so many accolades for Bobby Hall, so many uh, fantastic things he did on the ice and creating just so many hockey fans and especially Chicago Blackhawks fans and a part of the Blackhawks franchise in history. He'll be forever attached to that. He and Stan Makita right outside the United Center, right outside the north exit of the atrium, actually right by where the media and scouts enter. Um, obviously a big day in the Blackhawks franchise uh, in their history and in their existence. And, and just one more time, uh, we go through everything that is attached to Bobby Hall. We did it at the beginning of the show. We went throughout as well. But I, I think it's important to recognize that these athletes are people, and they they aren't perfect. And I think it's important to point out where they are not perfect to make sure that we are all held accountable And Bobby Hull grew up in an era where maybe things were always just hid under the table and and kind of hush-hushed. And Lisa Dent brought it up earlier. Not everyone has a phone in their pocket where they can record and and expose people right away. But I don't think we're in a bad place in society if we are holding people accountable who are doing some terrible things. And that's why it's important to bring them to light and bring them to attention today. It's not dancing on anyone's grave. It's it's a moment to reflect on someone's entire life. And unfortunately, this one is a complicated, troubled, and layered one. A great hockey player, quite possibly not a great person, and that is Bobby Hull and his existence here with the Chicago Blackhawks. We've got one more break. We're going to wrap things up, talk about the NHL a little bit. And the All-Star break and the All-Star game coming up down in Florida. You're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Big thanks to the caller who chimed in and uh, corrected me that it's Maurice Richard, first hockey player to score 50 goals in a season. I, I do appreciate that. I Listen, I, I know I should I should know every player's name, but it's, it's tough. 
Um, I'm guessing Hall of Famer Maurice Richard should be known. Um, hockey players are tough, but I, I like to be held accountable with that kind of stuff because I do want to get it right. So I'm being totally honest, not being snarky. Appreciate the call as uh, Maurice Richard, the first guy to score 50 goals in a season in the NHL. I'm Joe Brand. This is the final stop on Blackhawks Live. And it is the bye week for the Hawks. It's the all-star break down in Florida again Seth Jones, the only Blackhawk to represent the team this season. Hawks are coming off a 1-2-0 road trip out in Western Canada. It uh, was a decent road trip. You knew heading in it was going to be tough, especially against teams like Calgary and Edmonton. Uh, But even the Vancouver matchup was very intriguing because we've seen firsthand how a coaching change can spark up a team. Just look at last season when Jeremy Colleton was let go and then the Blackhawks went on a four-game winning streak to uh, start Derek King's head coaching career. But there was a lot more drama, believe it or not, attached to the uh, the Vancouver coaching change because Bruce Boudreaux is absolutely loved out there. They gave him one last Bruce, there it is, chant. He was in tears with the media. Obviously, there's a whole bunch more to that story where the news had leaked out that they were going to bring in Rick Tockett, but they just hadn't given the news to Bruce Boudreaux yet, so he was just kind of a sitting duck waiting to get the axe, and then it eventually did happen, and then the Blackhawks happened to play the Vancouver Canucks in their first game against Rick Tockett, or rather in their first game under Rick Tockett, and it was an interesting game. I mean, 2-2 heading into the third period, and the Blackhawks were really being outplayed. Vancouver out shooting them by almost 20, but uh, that's kind of been the year for the Hawks, and I do... I do um, holding myself accountable now. Uh, I'm probably going to have to come out with this in a couple of days. I want to bring out like five games that totally define the Blackhawks season. And two of them are two games on that road trip. The game in Vancouver and the game in Calgary. Because it shows how competitive this team can be, how difficult it is for them to stay competitive, but yet they often do, and more often than not they do, and how well they adjust. And they totally did that in Calgary after one of the rough, uh, very rough loss in Vancouver. They come back, take on an energized Flames team, and just put them out. I mean, five different goal scorers for the Hawks that night. All four lines factoring in on a goal. Jonathan Taves unavailable, and they were able to still uh, be able to do it. One other note, Bo Horvat, who, again, with the Vancouver Canucks, formerly former Vancouver Canucks goaltender, is going to the New York Islanders. Uh, he and... Uh, or rather, just him going to the New York Islanders. The Islanders are standing Anthony Bolivier, uh, Beauvillier, that is. And uh, I know I'm going to screw up this name. Atu Rati, a Finnish hockey player, heading over to Vancouver, along with a conditional first-round pick in the upcoming draft. So that's a pretty decent haul for Bo Horvat, who I believe is a rental. I, I think his contract is coming up soon. But uh, that is the latest from the NHL. That's going to do it for Blackhawks Live. Another big thanks to Jack Heinrich, our producer. Big thanks to uh, Dave Marzullo and Dave Ennett for forwarding me along that interview between David Kaplan and Bobby Hall. And a big thanks to the NHL Alumni Association for giving us more audio as well. Hawks are off until next Tuesday against the Anaheim Ducks. We will talk to you then.